0: I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter free. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. I'm Deanna Yates, and you are listening to episode 184 of the Wanna Be Clutter Free podcast. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Diana Bollard about the essential skill sets she says all moms should have if they want to have a more intentional and less stressful home. Sounds good to me. She and I connect on our love of travel, decluttering, and keeping things simple, but I won't spoil it by saying too much. I think you're going to be fascinated by her story as much as I was. But before we get into our conversation, I want to say a big thank you to you for joining me today. I am so grateful that you are here. If you enjoy what you hear, can you please do me a favor and share this episode? I would love to help spread the message that you don't need everything under the sun to be happy. And being clutter-free is not about ditching all the stuff either. It's about having the right amount of stuff for you so that you can spread joy, love, and hope throughout your world. I think that when we as women feel fulfilled, there is nothing that we can't do. And I am on a mission to spread that message out to as many women as I can. Because I think the world filled with women who believe in themselves would be an amazing place, don't you? So thank you for helping me spread that word that you are amazing and you don't need more stuff to prove it. And speaking of amazing women, let's learn more about my guest this week. Diana Bollard is a mom of four and has interviewed moms for over 12 years. In her research process, she found that certain foundational skill sets, mindsets, and habits increase success and the enjoyment of motherhood. Her passion is to help other mamas by providing high-quality education for moms to support a successful motherhood experience, prevent burnout, and sustain your identity through parenthood. Diana is the founder of Mom Training International and host of the Mom Training Podcast. Give this episode a listen, and when you're done, head over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 184 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to Diana's website and some really amazing things she's got going on. Again, you can find it all at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 184. And now, let's get to our conversation. Well, hi, Diana. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free. How you doing today?
1: Doing so good. It's been a beautiful day. So thanks for having me today.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm thrilled. And thank you. We had a few technical difficulties getting in here. So if I sound a little, whoo, it's just because this is what happens. Sometimes when things are going to be amazing... You got to work through the troubles, right? All
1: right. <laughs> All
0: right. So we are here for it today. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what led you to helping moms?
1: So, hi, I'm Diana. I am a mom of four, they're eight, six, four, and two. My husband is in the military and is actually deployed right now. So I am single mom in it at home, which is a lot of work, but it's also Quite fun. We get to have a lot more movie time together and just chilling and it's been good. I got into start working with moms because I was personally motivated to not let motherhood mow me over. When I was single, I was an entrepreneur. I traveled all over the world and I was really nervous to become a mom because a lot of the examples that I saw around me, which now I realize I prejudged as like a single non-child woman, but like looking at them, I was like, I don't want to be like that. Like, I don't want to lose my identity. I don't want to struggle and have a, a lame marriage and like all this kind of stuff. Like I just didn't want those types of things. And so I had an experience a couple of years earlier where I had wanted to go travel through Europe. This all connects, I promise, but I had wanted to go travel through Europe and I had zero experience doing so And I just one day was like, look, I'm never going to go if I just don't leave. And so I booked myself a one-way ticket and I left. And that trip beat me to shreds is like the lightest way to say that. I swear I came back with PTSD from it. But I went on that trip and I realized out there that there were like a large handful of skill sets that I like really sucked at. You know, the preparation, money management, like all of the logistical side. Like I was this like free spirit and spontaneous and stuff before. And I went on this trip and realized that there were so many things that I lacked. Standing on the corner in the rain with your suitcase, like there are in movies, is not as romantic as it looks. (laughs) Like sleeping on people's living room floors because I literally didn't have a place to stay. Running, I came back in so much debt from having my mom have to help bail me out of all these things. Long story short, it gave me a completely different perspective of if I'm going to jump into a big situation or take a step towards something that is going to require more of me, like I'm not going to go in that direction without first finding some training for myself. And so that really motivated me that when I decided I was like, I'm going to work towards motherhood and family life. And before I get there, before even this opportunity comes for me to become a wife and then a mother is I am going to figure out what I can do to make that experience so much better than what it could be if I didn't. So I really dove in to research. Any mom that would talk to me, it could have been the mom in the grocery store. It could be, the, you know, someone that I knew or moms that I really respected or business women that I had met in that arena where they were homeschooling and had the business and were beautiful and so kind. And what are you doing and how are you doing this? And I found a direct correlation between the moms that struggled less practiced certain skill sets and mindsets than the moms that struggled more. And it was like this black and white difference between like how a house was run and how happy a mom was and where the homes that didn't practice those types of things really struggled, you know, had a lot more depression and anxiety and, and, trouble in their marriage and different things like that. So I put together a plan for myself, ran it for two years before I ended up marrying my best friend. I was best I was friends with him for four and a half years before we got married and just started like a really good adventure. And because I refined myself first, I mean, I went through and changed so many habits in myself before I, I came into family life because I I had literally seen firsthand this skill set is so important for this reason and this over here is so important for over here and it really did it really has present prevented so many problems and I, I own a company called Mom Training International and we help moms. Focus in on those skill sets, they feel like they weren't taught before they entered into that family life. And it really is a passion of mine because I've seen what it does when women come in and they don't know how to manage things. They don't know how to organize their self and, and what they really need and how to communicate their needs and how to manage their budget and even knowing how to cook. And just take care of themselves and a family. It's so damaging the results there. I just wanted to continue that research process. And so I bring other moms into that where we have presenters come and teach. I teach sometimes, and we just really have them focus on those important skill sets to help them become better. So that's kind of like my passion and where that kind of came from. I love moms. I think they're amazing and they change the world. They really do. And they need more support in areas. They really need it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mom shaped the next generation, right? Of the people that are going to be leading and running and ruling and all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there is a lot to unpack there. Uh, That's a great story. Thank you so much for being so open and honest about why you ended up down this path. I can imagine at the time that was very difficult to kind of own up to how you had this big dream and it didn't live up to what you had hoped it would be. And also, that you didn't let that one moment of just jumping off the edge stop you from doing other things later in life. So that's awesome. Okay. So you talked there about your website and skill sets and things like that. Walk me through what are like the core skill sets that you think
1: people need? The first one is creating order. That's really that routine, that preparation, that intentional thinking, right? Being able to organize the things around you, manage things around you. And then there's money management, where really that is like a humongous skill set to, you know, are you in your bank account like multiple times a week? What is really going on in there? What do these numbers look like? Do I like these numbers getting bigger or do I like them? Am I unhappy with? you know, that they keep decreasing instead of increasing, being able to be really intentional with that and involved in that instead of just, Oh, well, hopefully it's in there while I make this purchase. So that's a huge one. And one of the biggest stressors in marriages is troubles with finances, right? So that is like a really big one that really needs to be addressed. Emotional and mental coping is another one that I feel is not usually combined with these types of skill sets, but it really is. What do you do when you're stressed out or overwhelmed or feeling burnt out? How do you prevent that burnout? How do you help yourself to feel good in these situations that are high pressure? And I think that's something that, especially with like new mothers and young mothers that are coming in thinking this stuff is all going to come naturally to me, but really you have to learn how to manage yourself and feel good in this process. Another one is designing motherhood, which is one of my favorites, which is about setting goals and being able to create the life that you want and realizing that all of this structure, especially creating order helps build what really, if you want something, you have to have your day-to-day actions be building towards what you want. And if you don't know how to have that structure, then it's just all going to fall through the cracks. Like you've got to have something for it to be held in. And then another one is relationships and communication. That's really being able to communicate what matters to you, how to honor somebody, how to have respect for your partner when you disagree on something, different things like that, that again, people assume that they go into, oh, I'm just going to have a a healthy relationship, but you really have to learn how to honor and respect for yourself and for others. And then the last one is nutrition and self-care. I can't tell you how many Women that I have interviewed and talked to that have never learned how to cook. It's almost like heartbreaking that when I came into family life, I knew how to make mac and cheese, maybe cook eggs, boil some water, different things like that. So it like turns them to processed foods and then they don't feel good. And then all this, it's like this big. So, anyway, all of those topics help create what we call the foundation in our organization, where these are the things that matter the most and if you can start to build upon those six things then your house can be a really solid foundation there's lots of different ways of doing things and that's one of the things i found from my research was that the mothers that practiced these skill sets they all did them different ways so then they they all had a form of meal planning but maybe that mom cooked tons of freezer meals. And that was her meal plan. And then another one would cook one big batch of pro- some type of protein and then spread it out throughout different meals. And she'd plan it out that way. One was a raw vegan and she had food sensitivity she was cooking towards and all these different things. And so what it really taught me was that these core principles are here, but there's so much flexibility for who you are, what you're doing, like what you want. your past your future i mean there's so much richness of how to build upon that foundation but if you're not hitting those key things there's parts of things that are going to fall for sure
0: let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors for today's episode and when we come back diana is going to talk us through a typical day as a military spouse with four young kids and her husband currently on deployment you seriously do not want to miss how she runs her days Really good. I want to go back to the, I just glossed over this at the very beginning. You talked about being a military family and your husband is currently deployed and you have four children. Walk us through
1: what a typical day is like for you. Yeah. Well, I will say that just to back up just a minute, I feel like these last couple of years have been a real big struggle because my husband has traveled a lot more. And just with having another baby post the 2020 pandemic, I feel like oh, it really affected people mentally a lot. Yeah. And so this season of my life has been a lot different in the fact of that I have to move slower and more intentionally than I ever have before. I've So I've been married almost 10 years now. And the first seven years completely just, there was, it just flowed, you know, <laughs> it just like a beautiful waterfall. It just flowed. It was so wonderful. All of those skill sets supported themselves and all that kind of stuff, all that structure. And then you get to a season in life where maybe you're not as mentally capable to uphold all of those things, Mm -hmm. or there's different situations that come in your life. Like my husband being deployed or someone getting really sick or doing these different things like husband losing his job and different things like that. That can kind of rock you, that you can feel like you don't have the capacity to really hold up everything that you did before. And I think the main thing that I wanna focus on is that when you're in different seasons, your days are going to look different than maybe comparing yourself to the person that you were before a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. And that's okay. So today in my life, when I am moving a little bit slower than I did before, I am pacing myself a little bit more. That structure is a little more fluid, right? Some of my goals that I have on a daily basis is, so I used to homeschool. I'm not now, my kids are in school. My two oldest are in school right now and they eat lunch at school, which is not my favorite, right? I would love to feed them healthier food and things, but that's part of my structure right now to help uphold where what season that I'm in. So some of my goals that I have is that, I feed them a healthy breakfast in the morning and I put a lot of intention to that. I actually prep my breakfast the morning, the night before that's even like scrambling the eggs and, you know, putting them in a jar, like uncooked and have that, that I pull out in the morning and I cook and we're going to have that and toast and some type of fruit. I prep the breakfast the night before. And that's my goal. I'm going to accomplish that. That's going to make me feel fulfilled. I can get that done. And then they go off to lunch and I kind of just, you know, let it go that they're eating some things that are okay, but not my favorite of what I'd feed them for lunch. And then they come home and we spend quality time from about five through dinner time till they go to bed about seven 30. And that's when I feed them a healthy dinner and I spend that time with them. And yeah. And so that's kind of like part of the structure that we have. My work structure is during nap time. And I have different things in place to help support me with that. Some days my kids go to a babysitter's for a couple hours a day while I'm working or things like that. But things that I've slowed down in is I don't have a nanny right now because I don't want the pressure. Like I can't have the pressure. And I think just learning. And the thing is, you have to learn how to adjust to what season that you're in and utilize these core principles and skill sets and realize that it doesn't always have to look what you think it might need to look like. And I think social media does a great job at helping moms feel like they're not up to par because they're seeing somebody else's way of doing things. Maybe when they're in a season where they're on fire and they're feeling really good and they have all the support that they need and they're not up with their baby in the night and they don't have all these different things that are in place. And so Yeah. Like I just, I don't know. That's kind of what our days look like. And a lot more like our times together, our our quality time is maybe every Friday we have a movie night and we snuggle and we eat popcorn and that's what we do instead of going out and doing an activity and different things like that. So I think it's just the confidence can come from just adjusting what you're doing according to what season that you're in and just appreciating yourself and loving yourself in that moment.
0: Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. You said something there though, I'm curious about. You said you don't have a nanny because you don't want the pressure of it. What did you mean by that?
1: I know that sounds really interesting because you'd think that having a nanny would actually make it so there's less pressure, Mm -hmm. but it's this time scheduling that I am needing a release from. So I think there are seasons where we have a really tight structure And there's seasons where I really love that tight structure. It keeps me moving. It keeps me going. But with having less support from my husband right now, like I have to be able to be more in a flow than I do of having to, they're going to show up this time. I have this time and I push myself to work for this time and this time. But really what it is, I've learned how to create that flow with my family so that I can actually work when the creative juices are flowing for me instead of having like a pressure time when someone shows up at this time, someone does this. I just currently, and this is, I don't know if this is like my coping way or whatever, but my goal right now is actually to train my family to be Mm self-sufficient without having external help. I even have a cleaning lady that started coming in a couple of weeks ago. And every time she comes, I'm like, I just, I don't want, I want like my family unit to be able to support itself in a, an amazing way. And I feel that comes with teamwork and it comes with training my children to actually be an active team member of our family. And so there's more responsibility on each one of us. And really what it is like, I'm passionate about helping my children learn how to actually take care of a home, how to manage themselves, clean up after themselves. We go through and declutter all the time and like teaching them how to get rid of things and different things like that. Yes, like a nanny look like from the outside might look like, hey, you could probably use a nanny right now. But really in reality, what I need is flow and more time with my own children and being able to delegate out more of my work stuff So that I can actually be more present in the moment. And so I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of where I'm at with that right now.
0: It does. And I like the idea of being more self-sufficient for sure. I also like being able to say, okay, maybe this in this season of life, I do need help, or maybe I don't and being able to ebb and flow with it. I think I have a somewhat similar philosophy when it comes to teaching people how to declutter and organize versus will you just come in and do it for me? And it's like, well, if I just came in and did it for you, you wouldn't learn how to not get to where you are again. And so I, I can see it from that perspective. It makes sense now, as you say it. I was just curious because again, that's a little against the grain of like, but wouldn't someone here to help me be a relief? Let's take one more quick pause. And then Diana and I are going to get into one of my favorite topics, decluttering. You'll hear her take and strategies for what works for her family.
4: and I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.
5: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? You'll come away with big-picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.
0: Okay, so... I want to ask quickly about that decluttering. Do you have any strategy that worked really well for your family, or do you have a certain process you use to declutter?
1: Well, currently I've been working through each area of my house and really just trying to go through everything. So I've done my room, I've done our storage room, bathrooms, and we just did my girl's room and we ended up taking out like the majority of the furniture in their room. I'm talking bed frames, crib frames, the changing table the dress up clothes, we like took everything out that was causing just a bunch of space being taken up. So my girls are like on these little tiny platforms now with their mattresses and the room is just opened up like a ton. And I think that the thing that I'm realizing is that a lot of the clutter just comes from stuff that just sits in there a lot of times. And so, yeah, we've just been trying to go through and I really try to teach my kids you know i had a father that threw away stuff all the time and so it's not my favorite thing to just go through and just get rid of things myself which obviously it, there's little trinkets and stuff that you find you're like ah eh, we don't need this anymore and throw it away but just trying to communicate this doesn't fit you anymore can you pick out of these nine stuffed animals maybe four that you want to keep and can we try to sell the other ones or donate the other ones different things like that but yeah i think it's just for me it's just one area at a time and going through and and really cleaning it out. And it, it really does make a big difference in the end. Yeah, it's interesting. I have a
0: very, I would call her a highly sensitive child. And she is the kiddo that remembers every trinket, every rock she picked up, every stick. She knows where it came from. She knows when she got it. She knows all of those things. I was never on board with just taking stuff and throwing it away. Cause I knew that wasn't gonna fit with her personality and just wasn't gonna be, I wasn't gonna feel good at the end of the day upsetting her with the fact that I was just tossing her stuff. And so, yeah, we definitely have never been that house where we've thrown stuff away. And I call myself the wannabe minimalist. That's what I started the podcast as. And that's not my family, right? My family is not necessarily minimalists. We can be on board with being clutter-free and only keeping the things that we use, but taking that gentle approach with her actually has, she's now 10 the benefits have been seen over the last few years where she is able to let go of things knowing that it's her decision, right? And knowing, oh, okay, I actually haven't played with that in a long time. So she is less attached as she grows up. And that's, of course, just, I think, a a life stage, right? As you grow up, you can outgrow things. And again, these seasons of life, right? They start from a very early age and things that babies need, obviously toddlers don't. and And that's one of the things too that I really find interesting is If you're struggling right now with this section and this amount of stuff or the stuff that you need for this moment, that moment is going to pass. And there will come a time where you can let it go and move on and just think, okay, I didn't feel good in that point. Maybe as I go into this next point, I will be more conscientious about what I bring in and start from that point instead of like really beating yourself up with that you have all the stuff that you don't want. How do you help people walk through that kind of guilt when they're dealing with that stuff with decluttering or just in general? Cause I think that happens in a lot of those foundational phases, right? You have all this guilt of I didn't do things the right way. I wanted to go to Europe in your story, right? I wanted to go to Europe. I bought myself a ticket. It didn't work out. How do you overcome that moment of, well, I thought I was doing the right thing it sure didn't turn out how I wanted it to, or I thought I was buying the right things for my house and the things I needed for a baby. And gosh, now I feel really overwhelmed, but I feel guilty letting go of it. Do you have any tips for kind of moving past those blocks?
1: Yeah, well, I will say that, I do want to say that I have traveled all over the world since then. That trip, <laughs> those that first moment is what was a gift actually to me. The failure or the fall down of that trip is what equipped me to be able to travel the world. And me and my husband and even my babies, like every time we have a baby, we always go into a trip because they're just in a carrier. And I always do one when I'm pregnant, we go all over the place. And so I think what I want to share with that is, is that just because you are one place or you are something at some time in your life does not define your future you have so many possibilities of what you can become and do later. Like my ability to organize things yet also be flexible and have that structure, but also be spontaneous. That didn't just come. I wasn't born like that. Like I was more the spontaneous free spirit, like having a bunch of fun and like just flowed with life. And it was a blast until it wasn't right. And they tell you, You get a little older and you realize, oh, there really are some things that can hurt if you don't have certain skill sets. And so what I'm saying is we are always in an evolution process. Like we're always constantly learning and growing. And that's like the magical thing about learning new things Mm -hmm. is that there is always hope for everyone Mm -hmm. because Just because you don't know how to do something right now, or you made a technical mess before, right? Oh, I didn't even know how to organize that or do that. Or, you know, oh, what I did before, let that go. You have so much possibility in your future that you can head towards. That's kind of what I want. Like the main message that I even want to share here is that wherever you're at right now is a beautiful place. Appreciate where you're at, the life you've created, the things that you're doing. You're an amazing mom. You're doing great. Just enjoy where you're at right this second and what you've created. And then don't be afraid to turn towards what you want. And instead of feeling, oh my gosh, I'll never get that. Maybe it's just not for me. Like I can't, maybe I'm just supposed to be like this, right? Have hope. All it takes is some extra skills, like start learning new things to help you reach that point. Add it into your daily routine and actions, like one piece at a time. And if you can be patient enough, If you can continue to believe, okay, I can reach that thing. Then the people that don't quit are the ones that actually get what they want. And so the, the process in between of, I'm right here. I want to be here. And I'm like, maybe like getting along in the middle. It's in these moments that it's uncomfortable and it's, am I ever really going to get it? Am I going to continue to believe that I can have that thing and different things like that and determining what actions you continue to take at that point, whether you like fall back and you stop practicing or you start doing things that go against that type of goal that you're working towards in those moments where you're uncomfortable and in pain is actually you know and you hear the gurus talk about the next step is going to be when you actually break through well it might not be it might be like a couple more painful steps like a couple another couple years of working through this process and refining yourself and all that kind of stuff but it it is true that the people that don't quit actually will reach what they're looking for because they're just determined to keep going mm-hmm. and not have their own exact timeline of when something will completely click if a mom is wanting to learn something or I want my family to be like this, or I want to be better organized or not being dead or different things like that. There is hope for each person that's wanting to change their life. And I really believe in that. I really believe that people have the possibility to change and, but you've got to keep going and keep focusing that action towards it. And when it's hard and when it's uncomfortable, just keep taking that next step because if it's possible for one, it's also possible for you. That perspective is amazing. I love
0: that. I love that the hope, right? Yeah. Don't discount where you are. You've obviously done a lot to get to where you are now, but that doesn't mean we have to settle. That doesn't mean all of those things that have come to put us where we are now. Those were the learnings. Those were the steps. That's what has gotten us to where we are. And yes, appreciate it now, but then understand where you want to go and work and yeah, keep working those little steps, even teeny tiny little baby steps, two minutes cleaning up an area is going to be way better than not doing that or bringing something else new into the house, right? Don't do that, right? Just say, okay, I'm not going to bring anything new in this week and see how that goes and experiment and do things that are different and push you outside your comfort zone a little bit. So love that perspective. I have a selfish question. What's one of your favorite places you've traveled to?
1: well spain was probably one of my favorite. i've always wanted to do that since i was a little girl i used to dress up as a spanish dancer for halloween all the time and i got to see that and i think one of my favorite things was i went to sevilla spain and didn't realize that we had gotten there on the day of the ferria where the fair started at midnight that night and for an entire week we partied with and hung out with the locals they shut everything else down And there were girls in flamenco dresses every day. They had these, and it was the most beautiful experience. That was probably one of my favorite moments. And then I would say probably second would be Ireland. I've been to Ireland multiple times. The people are so amazing. The greenery, you know, it was just, there's just so much beauty in this world, I'll tell you. But those are probably my two favorite places. I'll give you two. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love it. I absolutely love that. So we traveled a lot with our daughter as well. So That's why I'm a little bit selfish to ask. And it is... You're right. When they're little, they are actually really easy to travel with. We traveled mm-hmm. with her when um, she was a year old and it was so easy. Just pop her on your back, go for a walk. She'd take a nap. It was delightful.
1: Oh yeah. I miss those days a little bit, you know, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's okay. Now she walks all on her own. So I don't have to carry her anymore. Oh, so good. Okay. couple more questions for you. How can, if, you know, obviously women are going to be listening to this. Moms are going to be listening to this and they're thinking, okay, this is great, but where do I, how can I identify where to start and where to start improving
1: my skill set? If they're listening and thinking that. Yeah, no, that's a very valid question. I first want to validate that if someone's feeling that way, because it can look and be a big undertaking to think of, oh my gosh, like now I have to change every area of my life. Mm -hmm. So I first want to validate that you're right. That is a really big undertaking. And so I think the main thing that I would say is two things. One is to declutter your home. There are so many things that are in our way that constant, not only does clutter make it so that we feel like we're behind on stuff, but it's all those unfinished decisions that are just all around us that can give us more decision fatigue. So I think focusing on your environment is like a, is one of the first places to start. And then also just trying to actually start thinking about what you really do want, because if you don't have that clear vision of where you want to go, then all the other pieces of the structure and the relationship training and all that kind of stuff isn't going to have as much weight, meaning it's not going to be as important because there's not a big enough why behind what you're doing. So for me, like cleaning out my house and taking my daughter's room and clearing it was because all of my time was spent. (laughs) You need to clean up your room. You need to pick this up. I swear all of the time was spent And her room, we cleaned it out two weeks ago. We haven't even had to clean her room. Like it's just been like, well, there's so much extra time of spending because my value that I wanted, the vision that I wanted was to actually spend quality time with her instead of wasting it in stuff. So I think that the cleaning out your house is definitely a good place to start. And that's something you can literally do one thing in front of you at a time. I like to pick one area, like one countertop or one different thing like that and go through. But I would probably even say that the vision of what you want is one of the most important because it all has to start here and in your heart to know why do I actually want to change my environment? Why do I actually want to put strategy into the way that I'm talking to my spouse or my kids? Why do I actually want to take better care of myself or have not have stress in my finances. Like, why do I actually want that? And the best part about that is, is moms can start that in their mind. They don't have to, you can be doing the dishes. You can be sweeping the floor. You can be doing all these things. It doesn't cost you anything to start to organize your thoughts and your vision for what you want to do. It's not going to add more stuff to your to-do list. Like I'm a, someone that likes to journal and I would highly recommend that because getting it on paper can help organize it so much more. But even if you don't even have that capacity, just start with your own mind and thinking, what the heck do I want? Like when I look around, what don't I like and what would I want to change? It's something that everyone can do. And no one even knows you're doing it. Honestly, it's not like you're having to start ripping the schedule to shreds or do all that kind of stuff. It really focus on your vision, focus on what you really want. And then like those little pieces of motivation. And, you know, I think I'm going to do this. I, this inspired me over here. I'm going to, I'm going to clean this out or I'm going to, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to try to implement like a little bit more of a schedule into our day-to-day or things like that. That's a really good place to start. And I will say that our mom training program is another place to really help support. If you don't mind me sharing a little bit about the program. Mm -hmm. So we have a monthly theme each month where we, focus on a specific area. So January coming up January, 2024 is all focused on building your village. And there is like a huge thing about moms feeling like they don't have a village and all this kind of stuff. But I believe that there is a lot more of a village that can be built if you actually know how to build a village. And so the beginning of the month, we're focusing on how to build that village around you. Okay. Like how to get out of those comfort zones, how to to build the village part of my personal life. Now my village is showing up. My village is showing up because of what's been built with my husband being gone. And then the second part is about building the village or the team in your home and how actually learning how to make your home, your first village, is one of the most powerful things you can do, that self-sufficiency, that support that can come from everybody coming together. So what we do is we have a monthly theme where we focus just on one topic for that month. And we get a really simple workbook that really helps them dive into the topic that we're... And I do every workbook myself, and it's always less than 30 minutes to get that workbook done. We have a page that you put on your fridge that reminds you of everything you're wanting to work on. In that topic for the month, and then then we have our live workshops that they come in, and it's very much simplified so that moms can have support and be able to focus on that one topic without getting overwhelmed or thinking that they have to change every single area at one time. But we focus on the one place that we can come together and, and talk about and questions and concerns and different things like that. So not only can you start with your mind, start with maybe going through your house, but there are organizations like mom training that can help support you in just building that one piece at a time. And that's really where this company came from was, I wish I would have had this before I got married because it just would have prevents so many problems to really focus on the key things that are really important. And there's people like myself that really care and have done a lot of research And want to help you in a way that's inexpensive. It doesn't take a lot of your time, but let's like focus in this one area and let's help you get better and start building some strategy in this area. And it's the one piece at a time. And there's a lot of hope for moms. I think that there's a lot of beauty that we can experience as moms, but we all got to stick together and support each other. So yeah, that's my take on that. that.
0: Yeah. Support each other,
1: stick together for sure.
0: Well, this has been wonderful, Diana. Can you tell people where they can find you?
1: Yeah, for sure. First, I would say momtraining.org is our organization where we will be having a really good sale for around Christmas time for the next six month program that we're doing. So I highly recommend checking that out and jumping on that. So momtraining.org or dianaballard.com if you just want to learn a little bit more about me. But yeah, and then and I would say on Instagram is probably my best place to, to come and see what I'm doing on there. It's at Diana Ballard live. So I'd love to connect. I really do. More friends is always a good thing
0: (laughs) for sure. Well, we will have links in the show notes. So in case anybody's out and about and can't write that down, we will make sure that it's easy for them to click on through. And so my favorite way though, before I let you go today is to end each episode with three rapid fire questions. And the first one is what does clutter-free mean to you?
1: Honestly, clutter-free for me personally means having less mental clutter is so clutter-free is the, the mental clutter as well as the stuff around you. But I feel like when my mind is at peace, that is where I find the most joy from that is when I'm clutter-free in my mind. Yeah. Mm, so true. I think there's three parts,
0: you know, there's physical, mental, and emotional, and then those all kind of work together. So yeah, mm, that one hits right home. Number two, what is one thing you want listeners to take away
1: from today's show? I just want to encourage the moms that are listening right now that I know that I'm a stranger, but I'm proud of you, of what you're already doing in your life. And that if no one's told you that today, that they're proud of what you've done and built and the sacrifices and the things that you've done for your family, please let me be that for you right now, that there's hope for you. And I just, I want to encourage you that just to keep going and, you know, believe in yourself, trust yourself and- just love where you're at in your life. Love it.
0: Number three,
1: what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? I would probably say snuggling my kids is probably one of my my favorites right now. There's been times where I haven't seen that joy and I feel like it's really come back to me again, snuggling my babies to bed and just having them close and I think that movie night and things like that just where we're just all together and just being with each other is really what's bringing me a lot of joy right now yeah
0: uh, one of the fav- one of my favorite things about it getting chillier is that we all can cuddle under a blanket together yeah. so yeah for sure I feel that too so awesome well Diana, thank you again for joining us on wanna be clutter free you have a great day thanks you too all right. I really enjoyed today's episode and I love getting to talk to others who love diving into research like Diana. I'm going to have to follow up with her and get her tips on where she recommends traveling as a family too, as we are currently planning our summer vacation and I'm looking to get back into some more international destinations. It makes so much sense now how she talks about those core foundational skill sets and how they can make or break how smoothly your home runs. I guess I just hadn't put it in those terms before. And I'm sure it will come as no surprise that my favorite skill set she mentioned is creating order. I just find that it's so much easier to do all of the other things when there is order in the home first. But I would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. What stuck out most for you? I would absolutely love to know. So please come on over and post on Instagram for this episode or send me a DM. I am wannabe clutter free on all the social channels or you can come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist family group on Facebook and share with the community there. There will be a discussion thread for this episode, and we would love to chat with you in those comments. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can comment on this episode on Spotify, or you can comment on YouTube as well. And remember, if you know someone who could use a little help with their foundational skill sets, go ahead and share this episode with them so that they can get the information too. It might just be the thing that they need today. Of course, special thanks to Diana for joining us on the show, sharing about her amazing journey, and giving us some great tips to try in our own lives. Remember, you can get more detailed show notes and all of her links by heading over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 184. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 184 to find out more about Diana. And as always, thank you for joining me today too. With that, I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you back here next week for a solo show. I know it feels like it has been forever since I've done a solo show and I am actually really excited to get back in to some more detailed episodes. I will be talking next week about creating resolutions and goals that work for you and your lifestyle. It is perfect for heading into the new year, so make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss it. Until next time, take care, keep things simple, Work on those foundations and remember I believe in you. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free. I'll see you next week. Cheers.
4: Hello, you sentient ball of Stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're